Hey guys, I'm Jordan. I'm Lewis. And this is Business Blues and Booze. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is our second episode of season two. It is Cinco de Mayo, uh, the yes. 5th of May of 2020. So That's we got, correct. thank you, thank you. So obviously <laughs> this, is a, this is a little weird because you know we're doing this remotely. So you can actually tune in and you can watch our, we're recording this over Zoom and then we're uploading it to Anchor, which obviously we've talked about in our sponsorships. That's what we use to put our podcast live. So uh, we can upload that file directly into Anchor, which is really cool. But we're also going to, because we're doing this remotely and we're doing it over Zoom, we're going to actually be uploading this to YouTube and um, and some other platforms. So you guys, if you want, you guys can, can watch us as well as listen to us. Um, so that's really cool. And also something else we're going to start doing is we're going to be giving two sets of podcasts. We're going to give one as just a summary, you know, kind of the normal stuff we've been doing, but keeping it pretty concise. I'm telling you just kind of like the, the spark notes of, of some news that's going on. And then we'll be doing an analysis of, you know, one or two of the stories that we think are really important and that we think that people should have more information for, but it's completely up to you if you want to hear it. Um, so we're really excited for all that stuff. So today we have some really, really cool stories for you guys. So up first, uh, it's a, a little topic called finding love in a hopeless place. So, you know, obviously coronavirus has affected all of us, right, Lewis? Yeah. Yeah. It's been kind of a lot. Yeah, of course. I mean, everyone, I mean, stuff is kind of starting to open back up again, which is pretty cool. There's in, uh, in I mean, Ohio, it's like cool, but it's also like wrong. It's like horrible, <laughs> but like in a cool, in a cool way. <laughs> yeah. But so they're saying but, that like, uh, like Ohio and some other places are opening up mid May, which is pretty cool, you know, but also pretty terrifying. I think Florida has opened up their beaches completely, you know, with, with the state still being on shutdown, uh, which in my opinion is pretty reckless of of the state you know they're just trying to jump back in and just get the economy mm-hmm. jumping again yes. but they're just completely ignoring people um, yeah i want to throw in real quick that uh mike pence today actually said that they're trying to they're going to end the coronavirus task force the white house task force that's actually phasing out right now so they're they're gonna be done soon that's a great idea yeah because they're done yeah, how about how about while we are plateauing we just stop trying i think that's a great idea whoever thought of that knew exactly what they were doing they're like hey (laughs) yes we did it (laughs) honestly they should just let fauci do it fauci is the interim (laughs) president (laughs) i can't believe that well that's i didn't know that so all right um you know aside that too actually if you guys don't know that much about coronavirus but are hearing a lot about it um you know some really cool facts we're gonna be i talked last episode that we're gonna be having a special guest um we're actually still talking to a few people and kind of, you know, working through having some people come on, you know, in the medical field to talk to you guys about the coronavirus. I'm really excited for that. But in the meantime, you guys can check out the Netflix special Coronavirus Explained, where it kind of goes through a really in-depth and very simple, you know, I'm not a science guy that, that much. Uh, and it kind of goes through a very simple, much. yeah, not that much, you know, <laughs> on Tuesdays. <laughs> but it, it goes Today's through Tuesday. Just, uh, it is, so today I'm a science guy. <laughs> Today's the day. Today. <laughs> it goes through kind of just like some really simple explanations of the coronavirus. So jumping into all this stuff today, uh, you know, definitely pay attention, listen to everything you can. But with all this coronavirus, you've obviously seen a lot of companies, good and bad, uh, being affected by the coronavirus and being remote. You know, some companies had to shut down. Some companies, J. Crew, filed for bankruptcy, yeah. and they're planning right now that they're going to have all of their stores be online but that they are going to have, I think it's like 10% of their stores are still going to be open. Flagship stores are going to be open for J Crew in the actual store. 
of actual physical locations. I'm sorry. So, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, that they're still staying open even while filing for bankruptcy. We have Pier 1 also that filed for bankruptcy. You know, they're they're probably not going to make it out of this. I can't see that. Unless they did like an IKEA approach where IKEA made their physical locations be showrooms and then they mail it to you. So if you were like, I love that desk. I love that chair. <laughs> yeah. And you would just go in and you would you would just uh you would order it and they would deliver it to your house. New York City is a great great example of that. They deliver it right to your apartment, even if it's on the 50th floor. So that's really cool. So if Pier One is something like that, great idea. But realistically, they'll either will go out of business or get bought out. That would be a really yeah. interesting thing too. We J. Love Crew. J. Crew. Unless the brands go away entirely. Buy-ups yeah. Like J. J. Crew is a good brand. You know, they have some good clothing. It's good styles. You know, it's good for guys, good for girls. It's good for everybody. You know, I have a, I got a lot of, a lot of clothes from J. Crew back in the day and it's, it's pretty cool. Um, but kind of moving away from that stuff, kind of more on the tech side of it, just real quick, uh, you know, Apple has kind of really taken advantage of being remote and they've really kind of pushed for a lot of stuff right now. So Apple has just released a new budget iPhone, the new iPhone SE. So it is $400. And it's basically what it has is it's the entire components of the iPhone 8. Did you have the iPhone 8, Lewis? I have I have the 11 and I had the 7 was my last one. You had the 7. 7 okay. and the 8 were literally the exact same thing. Yeah, there so. was not. I think they had a glass back and you could wirelessly charge. Um, and that was cool. But this one, it's almost exactly the same. You know, some some YouTube channels like um, I think it's called I, I Tear Down or I Break Down. They ripped the, mm-hmm. the two phones apart, had them side by side and almost everything in the phone. But the actual <clears> chip, the chip is the newest version they upgraded yeah. some of the tech for the cameras and stuff but it's like the same thing but it's 400 bucks so i mean if you're looking at some phones i have the iphone xs yeah, i mean i think that there's a there is a market i mean we're gonna see but i think there's a market based on the last time we they made an iphone se before yes they did it was between the six and the seven maybe and it was the size of the five i believe that's yes correct. yeah it was the size of the five that was the last time they did. so they're making like a smaller version of the phones they have based on older models that's like their that's like their side brand. Yeah, well that's yeah, like, it's basically like a budget. And honestly, I mean if you're a parent or something like that, I would totally start my kids off with something like that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean it, don't give them a thousand dollar iPhone. No I, I, that's what I was about to say. I have the iPhone XS and when I got that thing brand new, it was like eleven hundred dollars, which is just insane. You know, yeah. that is so much money. I'm leasing that's it. That's like a good big big boy, big girl phone, like Yeah. Wait wait a while. But even then, that's look, not your first phone. looking at this <laughs> phone, like it's insane. Now you look at the iPhone 11 Pro and stuff, and I mean, they're coming out with some, some newer phones. It's great mm-hmm. that they're coming out with such, such great tech, but honestly, there isn't that much of a difference in the upgrades of the phone. And they're, Apple's realizing that, you know, if you can hold on to your phone for three years, my iPhone XS, I'm going to use that for probably four or five years. It yeah. is a great phone. They really, they almost did too good of a job. Oh, so they just released that new <laughs> iPhone SE. Yeah, it's too good. But so they just released that new <laughs> iPhone SE, and I think it was yesterday or today, Within this past week, they they released um, a new a new MacBook Pro, only a new 13 inch. So they released this, a new 16 inch, which replaced the 15 inch line, the bigger size of the screens. And they just released a 13 inch MacBook Pro, which now houses an Intel 10th generation, which is insane to think about. You know, they have a 10th generation core. Um, because what I have like a seven. Yeah, I have most, seven. My most computers have a five or a seven. An i9 was cons- years old. Yeah. I mean, but those are great chips. You know, this i10, mm-hmm. if you have an i10, you could probably have that for 10 years. Yeah, five to 10 years. I mean, really, with it working really well. They're really pumping mm-hmm. out gaming into these new Macs and stuff, which is great. They're yeah. pumping in coding, which is great. 
I'm happy mm-hmm. that they're doing all this. This the world will, two reasons. One, our world was already moving in that direction. And two, now because of Corona, it like doubles down on that. What do you, yeah. you know, tech is the way to go. More people are going to specialize in coding uh, because we don't have, you can't, people's business skills, unfortunately, if this is how it's going to be, it's going to be harder to utilize those versus if you can program something and that's your specialty. If your specialty is talking to people, you can still do it because we have all the software, but that's not going to be like, oh, I would love to have that. If you're really good at talking, you don't have to be, yeah. Then great. Good job. But (laughs) uh, I feel like we're going to need more, we're going to need more coders uh, during this than we need people to talk. Exactly. Yeah. We can communicate other ways. Always communicate. You can invent a new way to communicate. I mean, that's the whole point. So that's what we need right now. Not just like, I'm going to talk now, which I know is exactly what we're doing, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's us, but I, I mean, actually talking about that, it's a, that's a great segue into a real quick, just a little side note of some other tech news this week. Uh, not this week, sorry, this month. So Facebook has just released a, a competitor to Zoom. So Zoom, just real quick, has been having some problems with security, um, basically security. You know, they, they've been adopted pretty well without the, without the pop, or within the population, but they've had a lot of problems with security. Facebook came out and was like, which Facebook of all people talking about privacy, which is ridiculous, but Facebook is saying, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> the pot calling the kettle black. And so they're, uh, they're, they're saying that, you know, they have the future of it and that you'll, you'll be able to do it. And the best part about it is that you don't need, it's really exactly like Zoom, but you don't need to have a Facebook in order to join a messenger rooms. Uh, I've kind of toyed around with it with some of my, my, some of my family members and it really is a good platform. I don't think it's much. Oh, I used Zoom. it today. That's what that was. I yeah? totally did. What'd you I think of it? Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was like the same. I mean, I, we called my 80 year old cousin. So that might've been like the problem part. And mm-hmm. also on the call was like some little children. So, and no one was muted the whole time. Uh, so and very... some people's audio was absolutely atrocious. It was just like robot the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't really notice. I was like, this is just as, this is just as bad as the other ones. I didn't really even, I didn't even realize that that was a different thing. I didn't even realize that they were on Messenger. But then I remember my mom being on that app right before it opened. And I was like, oh my God, that's the new thing. Good yeah. job, guys. It's not that good. <laughs> it's not that good. Good job. No, it's probably, if people knowing how to use it, use it, sure, it's fine. But there should be a market for an app that people that don't know technology can use. And it's not awful. And this is not, this is not that app. This is not that app. I don't know. I don't know if Zoom is really the answer either. And I think that's something that we should definitely talk about. I'm going to get this because there's too piece. many things to click on. Like I'm looking and there's like seven buttons to click. Listen, like people that were born, like they're not dumb, but they have never seen that many touchscreen buttons on a screen at the same time. Don't give them more than like three. It's just, it's just too overwhelming. My, my grandma had a hard time with Zoom on her phone. Yeah. yeah. Like just use your brain about it and make it simple. Honestly, yeah. FaceTime is pretty simple. FaceTime, I, if they could solve everything, like Zoom, you can see everybody, which is great. And that's honestly, yeah. like, we have FaceTime a very low bar just, like, for not looking miserable for. to connect to someone, yeah. then it would be great. Exactly. Exactly. And not only that, but I'm saying like, if you have multiple people, it's so, it's so awkward. Like, if you have multiple people on yeah. FaceTime, they jump up and then someone else talks and it jumps up in front of you. Yeah, and I'm like, like, oh, like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> we can definitely talk about all that, but that's definitely a piece for an analysis. 
So kind of just jumping in real quick. So we're going to give some quick summaries of some topics. So one of them is just kind of, it's more of an opinion piece and we'll, we'll keep it pretty short of just, uh, you know, what we expect is going to happen to the economy and to the markets. It's kind of like a two part, two part thing, but one's more opinionated um, in terms of what's going to happen to the market after the coronavirus. So I actually just had wrote, written um, a pretty large paper on this and did a lot of research to it and even talked to some expert, experts in the field, experts, <laughs> some experts in the field. And um, basically, coronavirus has really just completely transitioned the economy. So if we're looking at this, and let's look at a, an industry like supply chain. You know, if you're, if you're an operation and you have, you know, 55 workers and you have to lay off, you know, majority of them, then you're not putting out as much as you might need to. And if you're e-commerce, you're probably putting out as, you're getting as many orders as you were getting before, if not more, you know? So you're having an, an insane amount of demand. You're having to work overtime. It's expensive. It's dangerous. It's just not a good situation. Whereas robots could work 24 seven, you pay for them. And then it's pretty much that's, that's the cost. You know, you don't have to keep paying them. You have to pay them overtime. They don't get sick. You don't have to pay health insurance. I mean, I can, I can give you the numbers in more of an analysis piece in a later pod, but you know, it's really pretty amazing to see just how expensive having workers are. And yeah. after this pandemic, I mean, in my opinion, I think robots are going to be very heavily adopted, but I think it's going to be almost like coronavirus. I think it's going to be in a multiple wave section that there's going to be some early adopters who yeah. are like, screw that. I'm going in, I'm getting robots right away. We're replacing our entire workforce. Some are going to slowly adopt, but either way, I think it's going to be an adoption and then other people are going to, it's going to kind of die out. People are going to see how that reacts. Then they'll decide if they want to jump in or not. And then after that, then the market will kind of mature more in robotics, you know, because right now mm-hmm. it's kind of still in that early adopters phase, even though it's been yeah. around for quite a while. So that's, it just is kind of, the that's just my opinion, you know, that, that, that I think robotics and we're going to see that supply chain, especially is just going to get way, way more efficient. And it's going to just incorporate way more robotics. I mean, autonomous uh, semi trucks and stuff has way more of a chance of happening right now. They're not having yeah. to pay a driver, you know, for all of this. And then God forbid they stop at a truck stop and get the virus at the truck stop. And then they have to pay his medical insurance for that. I'm not saying it's right. And I'm not saying I'm against people. I'm not, I'm not against people workers, but I think in terms <laughs> I'm of- I'm against people. <laughs> I'm not against people. For I'm robot. That, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that I think, uh, I, I think that robotics companies are definitely going to see the bottom line and be more willing to buy in. That's just my piece. Um, And I want to build on that really quick. And this will just take a minute uh, because I've actually read uh, a lot about that. And the the guy that this is going to bring in my personal views a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, The guy that I support in the primary, Andrew Yang, uh, he wrote a book called the war on normal people. And he directly talked about one. So I have a question. Did Did you support Yang because his last name is one letter different than yours? Yeah, I I actually, I compare all of, I have a little system that compares all the last names mm-hmm. to my last name and whatever one they think is the most similar um, is who I go for. Last time, for some reason, uh, they said Cruz was the most similar, oh. which made no sense. But it was four letters, and I was like, there's like one weird letter, the Z and the Y. So I accepted that. It's close enough, yeah. Um, but this time, it was easy. The machine took one second, and it was like, this is the same name, idiot. Just take this Yeah, one. it was like, dude, um, you don't need me. <laughs> just look at it. <laughs> you don't need me. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, so it was written two years ago, and he talks about what you said, the semi-trucks uh, being redu- being replaced within 20 or 30 years. Like This is a, a shorter window of time than we're expecting. And yeah. his plan was universal basic income to help with these workers who are being transitioned out. I mean, what are you going to do? Tax, you're essentially, the deal is, okay, businesses, 
you're going to be able to all pump up your bottom line because you're going to spend less money on insurance. You're going to spend less money on wages because the long run investment of your technology is going to cost you so much less in 10, 20 years. Maybe the first year, yeah, you'll take a hit. Well, look, we look at the turnover the rate of some of those tech, of some of that technology. I mean, they're averaging, and this is, this is just some reports. This is not a, across the entire board, but most, most robotics, most technologists being implemented has a lifespan of about five years, five, six years. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would say probably four to six is a good range, you know, um, and depending on how much it's being worked and what type of work. So four to six years, that's a really low turnover rate. I mean, if you take some companies, I mean, you got those people who've been working 30, 30 years at the same company. You got people who are temps, you know, who are working three yeah. months. And we're more of a gig years. economy now than we used to be. So these Absolutely. long tenured people, that's, that's a thing of the past. That, I want to say that's a, that's a pre and post 2008 recession thing. Mm-hmm. Because I've read a book Cut Loose, which I believe I talked about before, but if not, I am now. Um, that they, they interviewed the people that lost their jobs because of the recession. Mm-hmm. And oh, you definitely you did talk worked, about that, I think. These are people that worked 20, 30 years, lost their job. What do I do now? Yeah, we need to plan. You, you built for that up scenario all this time. Again. Yeah. Because we're going to do that voluntarily now. And we, I, I think we should. I think we should have people be replaced with the simple labor eventually. The goal of a society in the future should be one that we can sit back and relax. Everything is automated. We work only a couple hours a week. I believe this was a Keynesian thing he wrote, and he was way wrong because he he wrote by like 2000, everyone will work 15 hours a week. And that's obviously incorrect. But it could be true. Eventually, many years later, when he's for sure wrong, it could happen. Um, That could could be true, though. If we bought in, that could be true today. It could be. We're not, but that's I don't think his theory was wrong. I think his, his expectation of human behavior. Frame. Yeah. Human behavior, growth. I mean, there's too many factors to incorporate, but it's a prediction that will ring true eventually. Exactly. Exactly. And really quick too, I'm reading a book right now called Play Your Piano, which is written by Kurt Vonnegut in 1952. It was his first book. He's a great, he's a great author. Great. Um, it's a really good story. And it's about a society in the future where all labor has been replaced by robots only the super well educated have jobs it's a meritocracy in that sense and essentially these people are like there's like mechanics on the side of the road hey come here i'll fix your car for five bucks like they that's actually really cool and it's kind of a struggle it's a class struggle book um there's a lot of really poignant things about it and it's really kind of scary that that's how we're going to probably look in the future. That's not crazy. Back then, people might have been like, what is this? This isn't yeah. going to happen. That's cool that someone thought of that, though. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of, uh, it's playing out that way. I mean, it's this horrible, but it, it's years cool. ago. Yeah. It's like the book uh, Brave New World. You know, he's predicting, I think it was Brave New World, where Captain Nemo had, I think, I, I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong, but I think it's finding, find, Brave New World, where Captain Nemo is, uh, he, he's the captain of a nuclear submarine tank. And this is back, like, I think in the 40s or something like that. Like, it was I read a Brave long New World. I was young, though, and I don't remember. So I'm I, might, I might have the name and the, and the findings different. But I know for a fact there was a book that was, like, early 19s, and that had um, – it was before the 50s, and it had a, a nuclear submarine. And it was, like, this, this futuristic society and stuff. But we can – we we uh we got to kind of keep this moving and stuff. We'll definitely talk more about this in a yeah. in a that's your free, that's your free preview. Yeah, <laughs> the, of the analysis. Um, so real quick, Lewis is going to keep it short. He's going to talk about you know um you know schools and how to get schooled. You know, in this yeah. uh, in this so, time. 
So I'm actually going to talk about how angry I am because <laughs> the Economist published an article called Open Schools First. I have it right here. You can't, there, there it kind of is. Okay. That looks horrible. Whatever. I just want to say. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but essentially they're talking about how we should open up schools now for, for, for primary school across the world because the cost of not getting education in person for this next month is not worth, is not, we shouldn't, it's the same thing that, that our White House has said, that we should not make the solution worse than the problem. Or it's, that's not even what they said, but it sounds better than what I'm saying, but that's the gist. I, I, I get what you're saying. And this is also just full disclosure. This is the first time I'm hearing about it in more in depth. You know, we've talked about the topic and just, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Primary, um, like these are kids. Like, I don't care how much so money So they're saying that the people. source in here, and honestly, I have, from everything that I have read, everything they're saying is wrong. Um, because the, the, the sources are citing is that younger people, it's not that they're less likely to die, that they're less likely to get it. And I have not seen that. I've seen you're less likely to, the, the mortality rate is lower. That's mm -hmm. absolutely true. Of course. Significantly be lower. lower than 80-year-olds. That's fine. Like, like, yeah. But it's also people lower. It's lower in a majority younger. of people who don't have a previous disease. So if you if you're a little kid with asthma, you immediately jump up. Like you are very much yeah. at risk. Well, that's the thing is you can't treat everyone like a blanket case. So that this is a whole, this is a stupid thing to say on one end. Who published that was the Economist? Also not factually true. What'd you say? It was the Economist. Yeah, and I, I, I read their it. stuff every week. I usually like it a lot, and I was very surprised that they would say this. Um. Actually, I'm not because they're kind of a they're kind of a free market lean, which is good. But then sometimes they're like, actually, we should just not follow rules, and I don't like when they do that. <laughs> so that's what this was. We'll talk about that more. But basically, I think a lot of us can agree that that's kind of a silly thing to say, especially because we have a month of K through 12 left. Like we're done. We graduated. College. We're done with college. Why are you writing this? Like that's a stupid. This is uh, from Lo what Lewis has told me previously. This is a super interesting piece, and if you guys can tune into the the more in depth analysis piece, this is definitely worth hearing. Um, you know, we hope you guys can. If you can't, we understand. You know, just kind of we're just giving you the facts ahead of the time as well. If you don't have time or you don't want to hear the more in depth, but if you do, you definitely don't want to miss Lewis talking about this. It's uh, it's super cool, super interesting. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> kind of uh, moving on to the next subject to kind of uh, get this rolling out. So we have um, our booze segment. So actually for this, and Lewis, do you have a recommendation? Because I had something I wanted to say. Um, my booze recommendation is margaritas because that's <laughs> it's single tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, uh, it works. I had one today. It was great. It was Jose Cuervo with a little hint of a tangerine, which was uh, very good. Sip choice. Um, I've had quite a few margaritas, not today, but just over the past two months. I would say maybe once a week I've had a margarita, which is good. It's a good pace. Need to say, margarita a day. You're in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what they say. That's true. <laughs> or Miami, yeah, I guess. Which yeah. is like, which is like Miami, Mexico. Mexico Junior, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, same amount of retired white people. Um, it's it's just mean, beautiful weather, and you drink all the time, and you party. <laughs> yeah. So demographics are lined up. It's all good. Yeah. 
Um, so I kind of have something else too. And I was going to, I might use this, uh, kind of again. So I've been kind of tinkering around. There's a thing, I think it's called make me a drink.com. Um, and it's super cool. If you look up, make me a drink website or something like that, it'll show you. And you basically put in all the alcohol that you have, all the mixers, any fruits, anything like that. And you put it in and it spits out every cocktail you could want. Super cool. Super awesome. I had a few of the drinks. So you can be as simple or as intricate. I saw one. It was like you had to pour whiskey into a glass, hot sauce, and a bunch of stuff. And you had to light it on fire and then rub some wood on it. And I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to put some like orange juice. Like, no. <laughs> but it's cool. However in-depth you want to be, however intricate, you can do it on it, which is pretty cool. Um, and then moving on, blue segment. Lewis, take it away. Yeah, so do you have I'm going to say I definitely didn't think about this at all. But I was playing <laughs> That's good. Uh, some blues <laughs> earlier. So I hope we haven't said this before, but Red House by Jimi Hendrix. We said it. Um, nope. is a, We've said some Jimi Hendrix. I don't know if it's been Red House. I don't want to repeat, but I, the only thing I thought of is that in 12-bar blues. And I don't know who wrote that. I think it's just a traditional arrangement. But I'm going to go with Red House today. And it's a very slow bluesy song. It's a little longer, but it's, it's just – if you're trying to be vibing and grooving – and you want to hear some really like badass guitar that's where you want to go for it i like that i like it it's a very good riff very unique riff sounds like bb king or freddie king thing but it's like oh wait this is the 60s and i'm not them i'm jimmy yeah and he just does whatever he wants and it's awesome it's the 60s man <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> yeah man <laughs> so mine is a little weird and I thought about this before, and I just looked it up to make sure I actually really wanted to say it. Uh, it's New York State of Mind by Billy Joel. And now this might not strike you as like a blues song, because it doesn't have guitar. It's just pretty much piano and him singing. And it has, um, it has some other instruments and stuff in there in the background too. But if you just listen to it and you look at the progressions of it and you just listen to it, it's definitely got some blues, you know? It's, it's like a jazz blues, you know? It, it is definitely on the borderline. I wouldn't say it's- I've been listening to smooth jazz at dinner. My parents like to- play music choice for me at dinner mm-hmm. and i'm listening to smooth jazz and jazz channel a lot and i'm like all right sometimes it's really great i used to yeah. i every once a little in a while. blues jazz that sounds yeah. good jazz is good it's saxophone man saxophone is awesome that's so definitely i mean billy joel he don't sleep on him you know he's got some really 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 great stuff yeah so you know we know it's kind of weird if you guys are tuning in um over the video we know it's kind of weird to actually see us if you don't see us i mean i'm sure hi mom yeah. like, i'm sure it's like <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't like how we look i'm sorry yeah um. you know, don't, don't, don't watch it listen on spotify or apple music you know um so definitely check that out so it's just it's the same as it's the same as the name here it's the same as the username on on instagram if you guys want to check it out business underscore blues underscore booze so uh my name is jordan my name is lewis and this is business blues and booze thank you guys for tuning in today have a fantastic evening and stay safe